This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Star Wars stuff podcast. We're talking about all things Star Wars. My name is James, and I am David. And uh, if you're watching us on YouTube right now, you'll notice David has an awesome cup right here, uh, and that's really cool, man. I'm really jealous that you have. <laughs> Looks really, really great, though. I love it. I love it. Yeah, my aunt uh, Gabby. Uh, kudos to her. Uh, she makes tumblers, and uh, I requested a Cantina Alien tumbler, <laughs> and I sent her all the pictures of Hammerhead. And everyone else in the cantina that I wanted. And she messaged me and she said, well, those images didn't transfer very well. So I didn't do those. And I was like, okay. She was messaging me on Facebook Mm -hmm. Messenger. And I said, okay. Well, I mean, okay. So what does I I was really waiting for her to type the next thing. And she was like, well, here's your cup. And she showed me the cup. And it was all black. And it has like the star field Mm -hmm. glitter in it. And I was like, okay, well, that's cool. I'll just take that. That looks pretty rad. And then she's like, well, I did this instead. And she lifted our logo, oh. the new logo, Star Wars Stuff Podcast, and put it on the Tumblr. Oh. And it looks really good. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we should start making those. Would you all want to see some of those? Uh, that'd be pretty cool, right? If we could sell some Tumblrs, maybe. Yeah, that'd be really cool. That'd be pretty great. Yeah. But yeah, it looks it looks amazing. It looks really, really great. Um, and also we have a new logo. Hope you, hope you like it. We're giving a little tribute there to Peter Mayhew and the amazing, you know, character he brought to life with Chewbacca. So I hope you all like our new logo we got going on all over the place. Um, and also I want to say, give a shout out to our, uh, we have a, we had a big bump in our numbers, which, you know, I know it's not nice to brag about, but, and Stitcher, we had a, a nice, uh, crowd from Stitcher listen to us. So that was really nice. If y'all are from Stitcher, thank you. Thank you for sticking with us and hopefully we can give you great content each week from now. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty pretty great. Yeah, it was incredible to see everyone from Stitcher jump on board, and we had a huge amount of people. Yeah, we were like, listen what? on on May the fourth, Revenge of the fifth, mm-hmm. especially. And I was like, wow, that's that's incredible. We just like saw the explosion, and it was pretty great. I was, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. Um, it was a nice little May the fourth. Okay, so this week, uh, Disney and Lucasfilm announced. Some really, really, really big news, which we were not. Ex- I wasn't expecting this news to come out until after. When did the news drop? It dropped like on Tuesday or like like it was. It was. Why not drop it on May the fourth? Why not drop it on? I think because <laughs> I, I know. I know because Disney was doing. They were already doing something. Disney was that week. They announced the some YA books, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no no! On May the fourth, they did. I'm saying like Disney was already doing something this this week to where they said, "Hey, here are the dates for for Star Wars." They had some event that they did it at. Okay, so, and then it hit the public. Later yeah, on. And then, and then oh, everyone okay. was talking about it. So, uh, so yeah. In case you don't know, Disney announced the new trilogy in the years these movies will be coming out, and we it is the twenty uh, twenty twenty two, twenty twenty four. 
in 2026. So we have a whole new trilogy coming out this in the coming years, and it's kind of exciting to know that it is happening. You know what I mean? It's one of those things that we always talked about. There, there is going to be another trilogy, but they only said one trilogy. They didn't say the two trilogies that they have been saying they're going to make. Whose trilogy is this, and what's going to happen to the other trilogy? What do you think? So, in the beginning, they announced a series of films for mm-hmm. Benioff and Weiss, and you don't think trilogy, you think more like four or five films. Yeah. So, it seems like maybe Benioff and Weiss's series of films has now become a trilogy of films. Mm-hmm. And the big question is, okay, so what about Ryan Johnson's? Because we're all assuming these are Benioff and Weiss yeah. films, because that seems to be more set in stone, and the direction that Lucasfilm is going after the episodes, after the saga has ended. So it's like, hmm, I wonder, uh, are we going to get another announcement? Because now with Disney's Fox acquisition, they now need to be making money off the Avatar films, which will play the Decembers between the 22, 24, 26 mm-hmm. years. So where does that leave Ryan Johnson? Is he on hiatus for the moment? Because I don't think after what they did with the last Jedi box office, then solo box office, they want to release two films per year. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, so they want to not saturate the market as much with star Wars films and have that year break. And maybe they'll see elevated numbers. Personally, I don't. I don't think so. I think we could do a Star Wars film every December, I think. and I think that's time enough, mm-hmm. enough breathing room for general audiences, and have that tradition reignited. And it's just a very, very interesting situation for Ryan Johnson. I think a lot of the, um, I think a lot of this has got to go to uh, Disney Plus. I think the so the stories, the Star Wars stories may end up just going straight to Disney Plus and we may still get those Star Wars films Christmas, but it looks like we may get them only on the streaming service. Which, you know, as as I I'm a little upset about that, but I'm also pretty okay with that. You know what I mean? To to know that every every Christmas all I gotta do is turn on my, my, my Apple TV and there's gonna be a new Star Wars movie that's going to be released, you know. That would be re- that would be a really great tradition. Christmas morning, a new Star Wars limited series that you can watch. Yes, it's a Christmas present for everyone. That would be great. Yeah. I think that, and it looks like that's what that's what's going to happen with uh, with Ryan Johnson's and the new. I mean, because I I know they're still going to keep doing the stories. They're not going to stop doing them. So I know Solo didn't scare them that much to to like be like, no, we're not doing any more of these. So, and somebody else pointed out, they're like, no, they only said the trilogies, they didn't say any of the other ones, and I think that's for a reason, I think that's because they're not going to release those in theaters anymore, I think Solo scared Disney, scared Lucasfilm, to where now they're just going to focus those on the, the streaming service, which, hey, streaming services are actually doing really, really good now, like, that's what the preferred, you know, video and, you know, experience, yeah, yeah, that's what people like, you know, and I was writing something the other day, and I'm, I'm not trying to brag, but I was like, man, if I, if I could pitch this to a studio, who would I pitch it to, and I started thinking, I was like, well, I wouldn't go to ABC, NBC, or any of those, I would go straight to Netflix, you know, mm-hmm. or Hulu, you know, Amazon, so it's, that's just the way everything is going now, so we are almost, like, let's say, like, 98% sure this is the Benioff and Weiss trilogy, mm-hmm. and... We're going to have the Avatar films in between, which I think Avatar kind of messed everything up for, for Star Wars. Because, you know, we, we could have had that tradition of Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. 
But now with Avatar and James Cameron's crazy, what, four four more movies coming out? Yeah. It's going to shift everything. Because he starts in 2021, if I'm not mistaken. So that's going to, he's going to start it off. So, yes, <laughs> everybody, every Christmas starting from 2021 until 2026, you're going to have a huge, huge movie at the end of the year. And, yeah. um, and just so we're all clear, and somebody commented in our YouTube, and I was like, I want to say something to them, but I'm not going to, I don't want to say <laughs> Never it. read the comments, Never James. read the comments on YouTube. <laughs> they were like, the saga ends until 2022. And I was like, well, the, the Skywalker saga is ending right. this year. Right. So this in 2022 is completely different from anything we've ever seen. Like, they may mention the name Skywalker, but I don't think, I don't think there's going to be there's going to be no characters from the movies that are going to probably be in these, in these films. And I'm still thinking obsessed with Ryan Johnson's idea of totally being divorced from everything that we've seen, Mm -hmm. but just in the universe of star Wars. That's, I mean, the possibilities are endless. And I I think that's where he would excel. And I think, like I said, I think those are going to be on the streaming service. I think that's what they're going to do with it. I don't know, because, I mean, Ryan Johnson's a film director, you know? I don't think he would he would go back on, hey, I was promised a trilogy in the theater. That's what I'm doing. I think he's a film director. He's, yeah. He, he's not he's not a streaming limited series type of guy. Um, There's some guys that are hybrids, mm-hmm. like John Favreau. He's definitely a hybrid. He definitely wants to do anything and everything he can Star Wars. And that's what I love about him. But it's not to say that if we do get multiple Star Wars stories on Disney Plus streaming, that we can't see them in the theater too. I mean, they have events where, like the Fathom events, if it's like a six-episode, hopefully Obi-Wan limited series, it's, (laughs) what, six hours long or so? Mm Mm-hmm. We could go to the theater and still see it on, on the big screen. Yeah, that, that's a possibility. True. But it just seems really strange that Lucasfilm and Disney would only say these three. You know, these three years. Because mm-hmm. it's like, are they are they saying, okay, in 2028 is when the new trilogy starts. You know what I mean? Like, is that what they're going to do? Are they going to wait that well, it, long? It, it could be for shareholder purposes as well. Because mm-hmm. the shareholders need to know what their, if their investment is still mm-hmm. like on track, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But not really, so to speak. But, I mean, they, they have to announce what their plans are for the shareholders. All right. I, I guess that makes sense. It's just, yeah. like I said, it just made me a little nervous because they didn't say who's. And they only said three. You know, right. three years. Unless Disney was like, hey, we're going to have two movies in 2022, two movies in 2022. But they're not going to do that. So, hey, it's pretty exciting, though. It's it's really exciting news for us Star Wars fans. And Game of Thrones is wrapping up now, you know, and everyone's getting really, really excited about these, you know, the, the, the way the show is going and how big it is. And I'm trying to get everybody on board saying, hey, guys, if you love Game of Thrones, just get ready because in a couple of years, it's gonna, there's going to be a whole new Star Wars film. And what's really, really cool is all those friends who keep always saying to me, I've never seen a single Star Wars film. I'm going to be like, you know, just wait until 2022. You could start over. Like we all are, because that's what's going to happen. We're all going to be starting over from, you know, from scratch with these things. And I'm just looking forward to what it's going to be. Um, what else was I going to say? Also, I don't know what you got. so 2022, 2024, 2026, those mm-hmm. are the years for the movies. So does that also mean those will be the new years for celebration? Maybe. That'd be great. I Would you that... want the hiatus until 2022 after next year's 2020 Anaheim celebration? 
I mean, it's just two years. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think it'll be all right. Well, I so will our wallet will breathe a little bit. <laughs> yes, our wallet will breathe a lot easier between now and, you know. Right. I mean, then and then, except for now and now, because the tickets are going to go on sale probably in, like, August or September this year for yeah for we gotta 2020. Jump on that. Yeah, so and then of course Reed Pop Lucasfilm is gonna be like, oh, we've recognized you, and here's media badges, and it's like, why did we pay for tickets? Yeah, I know, right? That's what they did. To, so never mind, we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> um, anyways, um, I was gonna say, hey, if you <laughs> hope you enjoyed that story that Joseph said. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that story doesn't. Um, and I think I want to clarify something. Okay, what you so. Got? I listened to Joseph's podcast, and the thing about that whole situation was that we were supposed to be a six-person group, Mm -hmm. and the rules were if one person won the lottery, the entire group got in to whatever panel. Yeah. So there were technical difficulties on that end of us being an entire group. So there were supposed to be six of us. For some reason, only three of us were able to join a group, and... Whoever won the Skywalker, uh, the Rise of Skywalker panel lottery, episode nine, mm-hmm. it would have been all six of us anyways. So in the end, all six of us attended. So it was supposed to happen anyways. Yeah, and true. after that, everyone that won a panel just attended and no one else like tried to get in. I mean, we were just... <laughs> so hyped for episode nine. And well, that was the panel to, to like, to be at yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was the, that, so did i ever yeah. tell you the people uh, the gentleman in the next to us he was like so is this one a big deal I, <laughs> I was like oh my god and i looked at him like what did you just ask me <laughs> is it a big deal that is, was this like a big one that we we made it into i was like this was the panel to be in man and he was like oh okay well good i guess we got lucky and i'm looking at him like what are you talking about Why are you and, and see me? see that's that's the negative side of the lottery system because people that spent all the money saved for years just to get there lose the lottery Mm -hmm. to a fan that's not as aware of their surroundings and the situation and it's like uh someone lost out because a very very hardcore my life is star wars fan lost out on the lottery to a fan that's not as in tune and is not spent all the money that he has <laughs> and it's like oh man it's just yeah i mean there's pros and cons to everything oh, yeah, very true i mean we didn't have to wait in line overnight i mean i'll say right. i did enjoy right. sleeping in you know in the condo yeah. that we were at i mean it was raining night. snowing freezing so we, we did we, it was it was pretty nice yeah. um i last night before i went to bed um my wife's out of town so i'm like ah so before i go to bed i'm like i'm gonna watch the trailer one more time i'm gonna crank it up and I watched the Rise of Skywalker trailer just one more time, and man, that trailer is just—it still gives me chills every time I watch that thing. It's like my gosh. And uh, Star Wars Theory—he just put out a video, and it's something we've all been talking about lately. I mean, not lately, but we've all known, which was Lucas was brought in to help with nine, mm-hmm. and so and he's saying like they did it because they had to clean up eight, what eight did. And I'm like, I don't—I think people are still looking at eight as it ruined everything. And I'm like, eight didn't actually ruin a single thing with what you're going to do with nine. Nine is still going to be an amazing film. And eight just made your characters a little bit more grounded. That's, I don't think, I mean, are you, are you on board with the whole, like, you know, they had to bring them back because eight messed everything up for star Wars. And it's like, 
but did it really mess up everything for Star Wars? I don't think it messed up a single thing for Abrams. I mean, we've talked about this before, but... Yeah, it's such an interesting thing that exists because you can make arguments for both sides of the coin, Mm -hmm. really. I mean, I can see Johnson being given carte blanche to do whatever he wants and it really not affecting Colin Trevorrow's at the time, Mm -hmm. episode nine. But then I can see, yeah, um, people within Lucasfilm, the creative, maybe didn't approve of what Johnson did and maybe had Trevorrow's treatment and knew what was supposed to happen and it interfered and Trevorrow would have to change it up. But Kathleen Kennedy got rid of Trevorrow and brought in JJ and then JJ came in and we may never know what the state of mind Lucasfilm and all the creative had for episode nine in regards to the cause and effect of what the last Jedi had on the trilogy. But I mean, you can look at it both ways, really. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, constantly that's, that's thinking, very true. Yeah, that's very true. I'm constantly thinking, what is the situation where was Kathleen Kennedy just tremendously happy with the last Jedi and, Everyone else in the story group, like they say, they they really like The Last Jedi. And you hear other podcasters and people like state the facts and state the meanings behind what happened in The Last Jedi and make very valid points. Mm-hmm. And was it just one of those situations where it was great on paper for everyone, but then big chunk of the fandom just didn't approve of what was on screen i mean we might be analyzing this for the rest yeah, of our lives and i know and, and joseph's not here so we can talk about it because <laughs> <laughs> every time we talk about uh, last jedi joseph's like all right guys you gotta stop doing but the thing with the last jedi was it was such a huge shift in star wars and i, I don't know for me like i said i don't think anything that johnson did in the last jedi yeah. messed messes with any of the story and i'm pretty sure that episode nine is going to prove out that theory yeah episode nine is just gonna i mean we always talk about that there was no plan but there was some there was type of plan in place Mm -hmm. i mean think about it jj got the gig for episode seven Mm -hmm. he thought about the rest of the trilogy he had to have and they all discussed it and even kennedy said we all discussed it from the beginning so and it was like all right johnson's coming in and they told johnson all right so this is where the movie has to start because this is where I ended it. And right. it's like, well, okay, so then let's go from here. Okay, in nine, this is what we're going for. So whatever you do in the movie, we have to get to this spot for nine. And so Johnson was kind of like, okay, I got you. And I think that was pretty much the meeting was this is what we have. This is where you have to start the movie. This is where you have to end the movie. And then this is where we're going to go. And we can't give you all the stuff, but this is kind of where it's going to go. And Johnson said, okay. So he had the guidelines, and he wrote the movie. It comes out, and everybody's like, whoa, what was that? You know, And um, nobody was really on board. But now that we're looking, and now that we're hearing stuff, and now people are starting to go, oh, man, maybe Johnson wrote what he did because, like I said, that was what he was given, and he had to write it. And I'll always go back to, you know, I love The Force Awakens. Force Awakens is a great film. But he, you literally ended on a cliffhanger, literally on a cliff. <laughs> Where else do you start the movie? How how much further in like imagine if the opening of 8 happens and we never see the interaction with Ray and and Luke. 
and you always you, it's like a story you hear about later on like well yeah when i came up to him i gave him the lightsaber and this happened we'd all be like well that was cheap i really wanted to see what what would happen next so johnson literally had to start the movie what like a minute after <laughs> the force awakens so i don't know anyways yeah star anyways. wars is just an entirely different animal as far as films and fandom goes because mm-hmm. i mean it, it's a lot of people's childhoods and lives and the reason why they live, I mean, to a lot of people. And it's like, if they didn't like The Last Jedi, I mean, it's there's a severe reaction there. You yeah, know? very true, very true. And um, yeah. it, it, it's tough for me personally to pull myself out and say, okay, well, these are just films and it's okay. Mm-hmm. And this thing happened and okay, it happened. It was the director's choice and it makes sense for the narrative. But then it's like... I wouldn't have done that. Why, why did that happen? <laughs> I mean, there's a ton of things, even in the, even in the other movies, you know, mm-hmm. like, there's things that happen that you're like, oh, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. So I'm reading this this book right now called George Lucas A Life. I'm almost done with it. Mm-hmm. It's it's an incredible book. If you haven't, read it. It's great. Get the audio book. Just listen to it. It's amazing. I think it's the, the guy who narr- who does the the voice is the same guy who narrates the documentary Empire of Dreams. So it's, feels like you're just, ah. so it feels like you're just watching a documentary and it's amazing. Well, anyways... So Lucas, when he was writing Empire Strikes Back, when he started writing it, he didn't know what to do with Vader because at that time, Vader was still two different. Anakin and Vader were two different people. Yeah. And you hear that and you're like, oh my gosh, like it's almost like with this trilogy where they had an idea, but they just the execution of a lot of the stuff, Lucas didn't know what to do. So, so for... I mean, I know you said they didn't have a plan, but a lot of those people who said they don't, they didn't know what they were, they don't know what they're doing with this trilogy. It's like, well, Lucas didn't know what he was doing with his first trilogy. He was writing that thing like, uh, what if I do this? Yeah, that's a pretty good idea. Like, oh, I'll try this. And then he was like, Luke has a twin sister somewhere in the galaxy. I know she has a twin sister. Like, that was what he had from the beginning. And then when he got they're to like, the, what do you got, Lucas? And then, uh, uh, there's a twin sister somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like, well, they're going to go. He, on the last movie, he's gonna go look for his twin sister. Like, oh, okay, cool. And then it was kind of like, well, hey, I got something really convenient. What if we've always known who the twin sister was? And then, boom, Leia's. Because he even threw it in there at Empire. No, there was another. But he didn't like. He thought that was the twin sister in the other part of the galaxy. When you think it through, it sounds like such a schlocky type of like way to like make one of the greatest franchises ever. And it looks like he did do that. With a, with a and, but, you know... And, you know like, and, eh, I don't want to cast anyone new. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, Carrie Fisher. Carrie, Carrie, Carrie Fisher's there. She, she's, she's great. Good enough, yeah. she's, she's wonderful. <laughs> but um, it's amazing to, to see how like how he wrote it and how he he really got lucky, you know, really yeah. lucky. And plus, Lawrence yeah. Kasdan came in and also it helped him really shape it. And it's like, geez, man, like a lot of those things we all know and love, it's, he was just kind of like, well, okay, yeah, this sounds like a pretty good idea. And then he would write it down and then <laughs> we'd go to the movie theaters. We're like, oh my gosh, that's the best thing in the world. So I, I, I often look at that and look at the new trilogy, like, man, they kind of did the same thing. I mean, it looks like Abrams maybe, Abrams and Kennedy maybe had more written out of what they wanted to do. As opposed to what Lucas did back in, you know, 70s. I mean, all through the 70s, man, when he was writing. So, right, when you look back at it, it seems like Abrams might have written more for his trilogy than Mm. Lucas wrote for. I'm 100% As far as, like, (laughs) filmmaking and story (laughs) aspects. Even though Lucas did write so much stuff that wasn't included in the final films. He claimed he (sighs) had enough 
movies. I forget how the <laughs> amount of movies he said he could have done on this on Star Wars. I mean, it was so it was it was incredible to like read through and hear some of the like he's like he had a character named Mace Win 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 not Windu it was Mace something who's a part of this and they go over here and they do this you have Cloud City and then it all leads to the Death Star and then the sixth movie that's the Death Star and and then he goes no what if I bring the Death Star to here and they go on Cloud City to rescue the princess and then wait what if it's on the Death Star they go to so the Cloud City's not there anymore so he moves Cloud City away and to hear all these ideas and it's like man he right. was able to go back and be like he had he had a whole catalog of ideas right. that he was able to grab and throw and put places yeah he had millions of puzzle pieces mm-hmm. he just he just didn't know how to put it had, together. yeah <laughs> and, putting it together is the key and what's really crazy about george lucas and if you read it, his book um he does not like writing i mean even though he, yeah, he writes, hates it i know he that hates it and i did not know that i always thought lucas was like writing like, all the time yeah no no, no. no, no he hates it i know he loves animation mm-hmm. yeah he loves documentary filmmaking and he loves editing editing was like his yeah. thing like he huh. wanted to edit and then he's he's like writing no i don't want to write directing i don't want to direct i'll direct i'll help other people direct meaning he'll just jump in and direct did you hear but, the story when ron howard came up to him on american graffiti when he said i'm interested in directing do you have any advice for me what did he say he i'm paraphrasing here okay but it was hilarious. Like in George Lucas deadpan, he's like, well, you want to, you want to try and get an animation. So you don't have to deal with any actors. <laughs> and he was telling his actor on American graffiti. This. Yes. He hates it's like, movie. Oh my gosh. I think that's somewhere that, that I'm not sure where I saw it. It's an old documentary mm-hmm. where Ron Howard is saying that as an old man, as, as a, as an older director, as, as Ron Howard, yeah, as Ron Howard, Apollo 13, Ron Howard. Yeah. <laughs> It's you know I went back and I watched American Graffiti again and I was like man this movie if you if you've never seen American Graffiti I highly recommend watching that movie because it was it was George Lucas's first big big hit that he had yeah. and it's such an incredible and plus Ron Howard's in there and how amazing was it when they're like solo Ron Howard's directing it was like that is the most amazing story I've ever heard yeah. to have him come back full you know, circle full yeah. circle and do this movie and um and that's why he hired Kirshner because Kirshner was good with with actually talking to the actors which is what and he was his professor at usc uh he was yeah he was one of the like overseers there at usc oh he wasn't a professor he wasn't a professor i think he was a at that time when he went to usc Irvin kirshner was like the uh, the alumni because kirshner had actually gone on to do television and like a movie and all the guys at usc was like whoa Irvin kirshner man that's amazing and (laughs) And you see kirshner do like interviews and stuff for star wars and he just seems like a cool dude yeah he was he seems like he got it he was very kind of laid back and he was just like go with the flow type of mentality and that's what lucas did not like about him at first because (laughs) lucas wanted empire to be shot quickly and kirshner had done television so he goes okay i need you to do what you do on television in this movie man we need to keep going but he didn't anticipate Kirster actually sitting there talking to the actors, getting to for them to delve into the characters, which is what makes Empire Strikes Back the best of the movies was how well the story is and how well the performances are in that film. And I was like, man, like and then he wanted him to do Empire, but Kirstner was like, I don't want to be a George Lucas, you know, director. Yeah, and I he's wanna... like, how how can you improve on perfection? Yeah, yeah, it's like there's no way. And so, um, yeah. And then I... when he revealed what Empire was, and he was like, I was so thrilled that oh, it man. wasn't going to be just a direct duplicate yep. of the first film. And it's amazing. Irvin Kershner was was awesome. They have a shirt that says "Directed by Irvin Kershner." <laughs> I want to get that shirt because it's like, man, 
I wanted I wanted to have it for celebration, but I, I didn't have a chance to. <laughs> but uh, but anyways, but yeah, that book, like I said, is really fascinating to to see the process of of George Lucas's you know methods of filmmaking, what he was really trying to do, and how he met Rick McCollum at the part of the book, which is really funny to say when you read a biography. When he met Rick McCollum, and they're getting the the, the prequels going, and Rick McCollum, the best yes man and. In history, man, and I'm talking. <laughs> if, if you want to make a movie, make sure you have a producer like Rick McCollum, man, because that guy, he made sure Lucas had everything he needed to make the prequels. I mean, he didn't say no to him once, I don't think, you know? <laughs> it's just like, oh, my gosh, that's awesome. But uh, but anyways, 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 so, yeah. He's like, you want to stop the movie in the middle of the movie for a pod race? Let's do it. Let's do it, yeah. Sounds fantastic. It's, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of sounds fun. Sounds effing amazing. <laughs> I was hoping he would he would be a celebration. Oh, yeah. I, I wonder been, where he is now. I think he's man. He's still probably just he's living life, man. Like he has so much money now because of Star Wars. Wearing sunglasses indoors, <laughs> smoking a cigarette. Yeah, man, he's just, <laughs> he's he's great. Uh, but anyways, um, so what we were starting with was how people said this trilogy didn't have a plan. It looks like they in fact did have a plan. Yeah, and it looks like some of the steps that a- Johnson took were not what people were thinking, but now we're kind of going, yeah, maybe those were the right steps. Have you been, have you been seeing Johnson's uh, Twitter exchange with people about who are like dogging on him? Like, <laughs> man, you can't introduce a, a villain and then just kill him off with no payoff. Yeah, you can. And then he was like, yeah, you're right. I mean, and he posted a picture. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> no, no, no. He's he, just trolling him. Oh, you're absolutely right. <laughs> he posted a picture of the, of that, that giant chasm there and a, the Return of the Jedi and the Emperor being thrown. He's like, "Yeah, you're right," because they introduce a villain at the very ah. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, you can't just introduce somebody and then just kill them off." Oh wait, they already did. You know, yeah. they did it already. And that's one thing. Um, someone else wrote, and they said nobody really remembers that that they yeah. legit introduced the Emperor in Episode Six, Return of the Jedi, and they killed him off, and everyone was okay with that. No one. Back in back in the eighties, was like, so what? What was the point, man? Like, he didn't. We didn't have no backstory to this guy. He just he just <laughs> dies. Like that was dumb. You know, we keep hearing about yeah. the emperor for the first movies, and then he dies. No one made a big deal about that. But now, modern age, we're all spoiled now. I guess Snoke dies. We're like, really? After all that, Snoke's dead. This movie sucks, and everyone just like knocked it. But it's like, man, they did it already. I mean, it's. <laughs> See, that was one of the really nice subversions that I did like. I love Snow. that. Spoilers for The Last Jedi. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, um, yeah. what are you, you doing listening to this probably should be listening or watching on YouTube. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, when he died, I was like, yes. And then Ray caught the saber. Oh, my And then gosh. they just looked at each other, then went back to back. I was like, oh, yes, this is going to be that was, bad. I was like, I was, I was, I was, I wanted to yell, but like I said, I had a really subdued crowd when i went to go see the rise of sky i mean the rise of sky, i just read your shirt the last jedi and i was like i'm all like <gasps> gasping and everything and i yeah. look around everybody's just like nobody and i'm like man which is okay so uh we watched Endgame. we all went to go see Endgame. Like, yeah the the very first showing yeah. that you could see Endgame. we watched it yeah. the theater was going nuts it yeah. was amazing I was like, that was a good movie experience. And I asked friends later who who watched it afterward, and I said, 
did the crowd yell? And they're like, no, nobody said. I was like, oh my wow. gosh. And so uh, it's weird to say, but with a lot of these movies, you have to have a good crowd. If you don't have a good crowd, yeah. it kind of ruins the moment for you. And like I said, I'm watching The Last Jedi and I'm gasping, I'm yelling, and I'm almost in tears <laughs> watching this movie. And I look around and no one's reacting to this movie at yeah. all. And I'm yeah. like, what is going on here, man? Yeah. But um, but anyways, yeah, Snoke dying in The Last Jedi, I was so happy. I was like, thank God, because I don't want to have to go through this whole, like, they're going to be explaining more and more who this villain is. And yeah. now that we realize what the overall kind of, we don't know what the overall story is. Yeah, we're just kind of assuming that Palpatine but was the a Palpa- puppet master. Yeah. Yeah. Now that we kind of have the Palpatine thing, it's like, man, that was amazing that they killed Snoke off. And now we're going to find out everything in the next movie. Man. Okay, so one of our listeners uh, pointed out, you pointed out first, or one of your sources said, that Somebody has been edited out of the shot of all of them there at the end of the trailer looking right. on the Death Star. And one of our listeners asked us, who do you think it is and why do you think they were edited out? So everyone's, of course, thinking it's Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren mm-hmm. is edited out. What do you What do you think? I think that that's the highest percentage character that was edited out. But, I mean, it's tough to say. Because you look at all the... I guess the best example right now at this point in time is the Marvel films. Mm-hmm. The Marvel films, they have trailers where there's scenes and not quite... Well, there is a bit of editing in them. And then when you see the film, it's not what the trailer was. Yeah. So that's the theory that, okay, well, someone else is in that negative space where nothing is there. You see Chewie and 3PO and BB-8 and Dio, but you don't... There's a, there's, there's a big huge empty section, area. yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's Jar Jar. I'm gonna say I'm, gonna just, I'm just kidding. No, I know Colin would be like, "Yes, I told you it's Jar Jar." <laughs> so we're gonna release a segue. We're gonna release a little uh, commentary we did of Episode One. We recorded the first half in Chicago. We're gonna record the second half yeah. before the movie comes out. But man, Colin was was cracking us up with the whole Jar Jar. It's Jar Jar. I mean, just think about it, man. It, 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 Jar Jar's the key there. Anyways, anyways. Um, but it could either be Kylo Ren. It could it could also be um, I mean it could be anybody it could, they could they could it could even be a brand new character it could be a brand new but I don't know yeah maybe it could be a brand new character I was thinking what if it's what if it's freaking Warwick Davis as the Ewok you know like chilling there whoa can you and Wicket Wicket Chief there. Wicket yeah on Endor pointing oh I got chills to the I got <laughs> chills man can you imagine that though like. And then one of those yep, things, yep. one of the things in my head, I'm like, man, why didn't they just show it in the trailer? Like, we all would have lost our. I think I know why they didn't show it in the trailer because we all would have yelled and not heard what Luke said. As it was, we we still didn't really hear what Luke yeah, said in yeah. the trailer. Um, but it was one of those things where if they showed it, we all would have lost our minds. And I think that was one of the reasons why they do it, and two because it's going to be an awesome reveal when we see who it is. So Kylo Ren's kind of the top dog we're thinking of who is there i'm thinking it's maybe even you know maybe it's even leia leia's there i'm thinking maybe what that'd be crazy if it's on indoor and it's freaking wicked there you know looking you know that'd be amazing if that was the case and he leads them there and he goes that's where he tells them that's where it is you know that's where that's where it all you know ended and there man what are they doing at the death star though man god so many questions so many so many different ideas for this movie, The Rise of Skywalker, and man, I'm just I'm just so pumped for this film. So the interesting thing I think about when you say the word Endor, mm-hmm. people think 
the the place where the last battle happened with the Ewoks mm-hmm. and the rebellion. But that's really not Endor, right? Yeah. That's yeah. the Force Moon of, of Endor. Yeah. Endor, which is a larger planet. Mm-hmm. And of course, if that's the the second Death Star from Return of the Jedi that crashed down, it would have crashed down on the bigger overall planet, which is Endor. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the data bank right now for Endor, mm-hmm. and the terrain is grasslands, what we saw, and oh, mountains. okay. doesn't mention oceans, but it, you'd figure there'd be some type of ocean or something. So... This, yeah, so they could even have a moment in the film where they say, like, this is where the battle took place, but all the debris fell over here, and right. they could point. Because even, yeah. Man, because you would think that. that grasslands, there's not very much of that mm-hmm. on in the, the forced moon of Endor. Yeah. Um, because it's called the Force Moon, and most planets, and I guess moons maybe, are one type of kind of climate geography. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Man, that'd be... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I want to hear that conversation. And I want to... This movie looks like it's it's a classic adventure movie where they're going to be looking for stuff. and yeah, they're, they're going, going be, on a quest. They're going to go on a quest, and yeah. I think they're going to be finding stuff from all the films... And it's all going to start get tied together in this one film, and it's like this is the best Star Wars film you could possibly imagine. If now, what what you get? It's kind of like well, I love what Endgame did, and they pulled from other movies. There was callbacks, payoffs. Mm-hmm. If they do that in the Rise of Skywalker, that would be great. Be I would I would be very happy with that. So last week I mentioned um, if I was running Lucasfilm, which I'm not for great reason, because um, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, if I were Lucasfilm, I would be releasing a trailer in front of Lion King this summer. A, a trailer, or maybe like a teaser, almost like the Chewie were home, because the, the the trailer we got at Celebration was, in my opinion, still the Finn popping his head up and then, and like you just see images you just see this i think they should release one more teaser with more of a nostalgic feel for star wars to get everyone kind of hyped like this story has been going for over 40 years and we're gonna see the ending of it because a lot of people aren't putting that together that this is the final of the skywalker stories you know that is true i think lucasfilm needs to start pushing that i think lion king would be the best time to have a trailer for everybody to be like oh man like dude this this could be something special and then in november you release the or the october you release the trailer trailer with your tickets because man they they have to start promoting this thing amazingly now and it looks like they're just kind of like yeah We'll be all right. Yeah, like back in the 90s, they'd promote a film like one, two years in advance. You'd see a trailer for a film. It's like next year. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, we got to wait till next year. <laughs> but now it seems like like with the last couple episodes, it seems like they start heavily promoting it when that last trailer comes out in October. Mm-hmm. And it's like then that's when the big push comes because they sell all the tickets then. The tickets go on sale. Servers go down. Yeah. <laughs> Fandango goes down. But allegedly they improved their stuff. And which Maybe. it did work for a little bit for when I bought the tickets at Endgame. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know how you did it, dude, but you, you did <laughs> I it. Set I set alarms for all kinds of times. Thank and just you so much and for check doing it. that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, dude. It, and like I remember when Force Awakens was coming out, I started getting kind of nervous because they hadn't released anything until Force Friday. And then mm-hmm. Kathleen Kennedy had said 
from now on, it's going to be nothing but Star Wars. They did a really good push for The Force Awakens. Yeah. They did the same thing for The Last Jedi. But I think for The Rise of Skywalker, they need to change that up for the hype. I think the hype needs to be there for The Last... I mean, The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I think once we hit Triple Force Friday... That's too long, man. I think that's too long for us to... I, I don't think so. Well, for us, it's... I yeah, mean, I mean it's, for us, It but seems but... like a long time, but I think for the general public, they're going to be inundated, I think, with Star Wars stuff in... in... On the shelves, everywhere. Merch for episode nine is going to be everywhere. And that'll be the, the initial general public push. And that'll be when exactly? It's in uh, October, I believe. October? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you'll get all the merch for the video game. The Mandalorian is going to be big. Mm-hmm. And then the last episode. Man, see, I, I love it, but I also would love them for them to have something for us this summer. I think that I think that, I mean not just because I want to see it, but because I want I want people to be as excited for this film yeah. as I am. Because I'm like I'm telling all my friends, and they're all like, "Well, look what Endgame did. Endgame did this. They they did it. They built up to this." I was like, "Well, Star Wars has been doing that since 1977." And I'm like, "Oh, whoa, really?" I was like, "Yes." I was like, "It's the same. It's the same story. Yeah. You know, where this is the final. This is the climax of the story. This has never been done before in in, in movie history. And that's how they need to be promoting this thing. And they're not. It looks like they're just kind of." gonna do what they did with the last jedi and the force awakens where it's like hey here's a trailer here's another trailer here are the tickets and here's our promotional for it it's like no you need to have people pump the whole year and i think lion king is kind of like the big big movie they should do it with because yeah i don't know lion king is gonna make all the money toy story 4 is gonna make all the money too no i think lion lion king's gonna make more money than toy story 4 jeez favreau you're you're awesome (laughs) Um, all right, before we, uh, I don't know, not even before we wrap it up. Okay, so Mark Hamill posted a, a picture that someone had shared to him of Harrison Ford, uh, Billy D. Williams, Carrie Fisher, and him in the cockpit of the, the Falcon. The Falcon. Yeah. And he said, oh, what could have been? And I was like, man. And then he, he tried to backtrack say this is all I meant because I would have loved to have like been with him. I'm not bashing the movies, but it really looked like he was bashing the films. Yeah. Um, do you think he was bashing the films? And two, how do you feel about what he what he tweeted? I think at this point Mark Hamill's just gonna he's he's that uncle at the at the <laughs> at the family get together that just says whatever's on his mind, you know? So it's like, I mean, yeah, you can take it as bashing, but then you can take it as I mean, I, this is what I really hope for. I mean, he is a fan. He does mm-hmm. have ideas just like the rest of us. And I think the fans love him for that. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, it does feel the negative fandom. And yeah, it looks they're like all like, see? You see? And, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it, it's. I love that he's being honest. I mean, I think, yeah, I think genu- genuinely he would have wanted a scene like that. Mm-hmm. But, of course, I mean... There's money involved, scheduling, actors, and, and Harrison I mean, Ford not wanting anything to do with Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, you can't have it all. Yeah, you can't. I mean, and you I just think, have to realize that. 
And I remember when I first saw that that teaser trailer to The Force Awakens, and you see the Falcon, I was like, man, Leia, Luke, and Han are in that thing. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's the best. Then you watch the movie, you're like, well, I was completely wrong. And then yeah. the more you go, the more you're like, oh, of course, because you can't just be like, yeah. and they're back in the cockpit. Here they go again. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I love Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, of course, is Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. He'll always be Luke Skywalker. But it's like, man, Mark, you got you to gotta calm down because it's like he's fueling this negativity yeah. for Star Wars. and. Yeah. He just and a lot of those, like you said, a lot of the the fans who didn't like the Last Jedi are like, well, look what Mark Hamill said. This is what Mark Hamill said at the beginning, and then and they go off of that. It's yeah, like, it, it, it's definitely prisoner of the moment type of time right now. We're in a time where we had the Last Jedi, and we're in between that movie and the last film. So once we see the last film, it's going to be like, okay, we have these three movies, which started out with. Ray, Finn, and Poe, and once we see episode nine, we're gonna look back on it and we're like, okay, well, those were the new big three for that trilogy, and that's their trilogy. Yep. The original trilogy is what it is. Fans of the original trilogy loved it so much they wanted that again, but really, it couldn't be that mm-hmm. again. I and mean, Lucas, you just, yeah. you would just be like too nostalgic. I think that's the way we're gonna see it. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing that happens, the people that are huge fans of the sequel trilogy, big fans of Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, mm-hmm. they're going to want them, but it's probably going to be something different. Which, or it might not be, because it's going to be a totally different situation, because there's not going to be that long period of time true. where there's no films. And you hear reports that Kathleen Kennedy made that we do... She's she's leaving it open to where we can still have Ray and... Finn and Oscar Isaac still go on adventures, yeah, which I would love. I would love to have that. Uh, I, I, like I said, the, the three, I, they couldn't have cast them any better. I mean, yeah, they, it they was are, perfect casting. It was just just like casting, you know, Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, and you know, Carrie Fisher. Casting's like ninety percent of making yeah. a film. They say, and they got they got super lucky with these three. Yeah. And um, I remember listening to uh, uh, a film critic, and he said, you know, a lot of people are got a bad mouth. The Last Jedi, this is as soon as the Last Jedi came out, he goes, but twenty years from now. I want to hear what they're what the kids are saying who grew up with all three of these films, like back to back to back. Are other peak are the kids who like us who grew up with four, five, and six already being made? And it was like, oh man, look, the all these movies are here. Look at the story. The story's complete. Like we know what's gonna happen in each one. Like what's gonna happen in uh, yeah, it's gonna rain. <laughs> like years from now, like when we show our you know when I actually like show my kids for like seven, eight, and nine, they're gonna be like, oh yeah, that's. That's the whole story. Like they're not going to know about the whole break and the whole, like the mess that was going on in between the films. We're going to just be like, man, these movies were, were really, really great. So it's one of those things that I think social media and uh, the fact that everyone now has a voice on the internet right. is really, really, uh, it really changed everything from then till now. And right. I'm just excited to see how kids will look at this trilogy in the future. And don't worry, the Star Wars Hub podcast will still be here during the the break of 2019 and 2022. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was thinking, I was like, man, what are we going to talk about? But there's always what are we going to talk about? <laughs> there's always Star Wars stuff to talk about. There's, yeah. It's gonna be, it's gonna yeah, be so much. Always fun. gonna be stuff. All right, anything else today? Or uh... um, I don't think so. I, yeah, I think uh, just want to thank everyone that's listening now from mm-hmm. um, that who listen on Stitcher, who listen on Spotify. Yes, thank and you, and Apple. Mm-hmm. Apple uh, Podcasts and uh, yeah definitely uh, give us a rating 
five star on Apple, write us a review, and that definitely helps out the podcast. Yes. Helps out with um, just about everything as far as like <laughs> getting seen, advertising, future advertising, making merch. I know we've gotten a lot of requests for shirts and mm-hmm. now maybe tumblers. I mean, that's. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie, man. When you brought that, when you showed me that cup and you came in, I was like, dude, I want that one right now. That looks Yeah, crazy. I was figuring that you and Joseph were really going to want one and well, Colin. Well, let's, uh, Colin. I'll, I'll give you some money so you can get that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. kind of. Do you think it's a Texas thing with tumblers? Because I, I don't know. Maybe it is. Yeah, because that's a big thing around here. <laughs> I didn't realize that stickers yeah. and patches were a big thing in Star Wars <laughs> Celebration until we had stickers and patches. Yeah, yeah. I was like, do you have any patches? We're like, oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> sure. But buttons. buttons. If you don't have buttons, you're not legit. Yes, if you don't have buttons, <laughs> we have a funny... Well, when are you going to have some? When are you going to have some buttons, James? Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, okay, so one more story before we leave. So at Celebration, Joseph and I are walking around, and this girl gives us her pin and, and sticker and button, and we give her our... No, no, she, she all she wanted was a was a, was a a button. And, do you, oh, a pin. Do you have a pin? We're like, no, we don't have any. What about tomorrow? You can have a pin? And Joseph is like, nope, sort. We're not going to have any today or tomorrow or the next day she goes oh and then she walked away we're like what was that all about man and so anyway so a celebration next year we will have pins and we will have but i mean yeah and then i was texting you guys so what kind of merch should we have for next celebration and joseph's like definitely buttons definitely we need buttons man because i don't want to disappoint anybody but uh but man yeah i can't wait for next celebration man it's gonna be awesome we're gonna we're gonna come well prepared we're gonna have shirts we're gonna have buttons pins stickers Tumblers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're just gonna walk around with a giant suitcase full of stuff and give it yeah, to people. Yeah, big old pink suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank y'all very much for listening. Uh, be sure to check us out on uh, on Facebook, Instagram. If you want to donate to our podcast, we got the link down there at the bottom for you. Um, again, thank you so much for for listening and watching us. And we'll be back next week with another awesome topic. May the force be with you always. Hey, 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 it's a trap.